Just in the last 12 months, nearly half of Americans have attempted to lose weight. We all have health and fitness goals we want to achieve, and with so many options out there, you need a group of like-minded individuals cheering you on. Welcome to the Weight Loss with Wendy podcast, a podcast where we dig into the reasons we get stuck on our journeys to weight loss, the latest tools and tips we found that really work, and how to truly feel in control around food at a party, at home, and yes, even on vacation. Your host is a life and weight loss coach and a woman who has successfully lost 55 pounds herself. Here to help you succeed, welcome Wendy Crabb. Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad you're here. What's going on in my world? Well, we have football on Saturdays, we have football on Sundays, it's college on Saturdays and pro on Sundays, and so I'm looking for things to do. It's a little harder with the pandemic, I don't wanna go out as much, but I'm reading and I'm working on other projects. So what is going on in your world? Well, today I wanted to talk about the science of weight loss. Time Magazine released a special edition in 2019 about the science of weight loss. And here are some of the highlights and my interpretations. Research was reported from National Institutes of Health, the National Weight Control Registry, Harvard, dietitians from the Cleveland Clinic, and researcher and endocrinologist, Dr. David Ludwig who's an author of Always Hungry. A depressing but not surprising statistic is that people who lose weight successfully have an 80% chance of gaining that weight back within two years. This has happened to me multiple times, 30 pounds, there and gone, and back again. There is a direct correlation between carrying excess body fat and over 70 illnesses, including type two diabetes, heart disease, and some cancers. This means that death from these illnesses and many of the illnesses are preventable. This is not news for most of us. The good news is that even losing 5 to 10% of your body weight can make a difference and improve your health. So we're not talking about getting down to your bikini weight or your prom dress. We're talking about 5 to 10% of your body weight, which is doable. Once you're overweight or obese, your body makes it easier to produce hormones like insulin, which is a fat storage hormone. We learned a lot about this last week. Insulin is like miracle grow for your fat cells. Insulin is released when we eat, and more often we eat, the more likely it will be stored as fat. And then we become sugar burners, which makes us always feel hungry. The low-fat diet craze gave us false information that eating fat will make us fat. This started the obesity epidemic where over 36% of Americans are now obese and 32% are overweight. It is possible to lose weight on any diet, but to keep it off, you need to follow these changes forever and not just for a few weeks or months. And that's hard to do when you're eating Melba toast and foods that you absolutely hate and depriving yourself all the time. Why not just eat foods that you love that are healthier? Also, exercise by itself is not a reliable way to lose weight. It's good for your overall physical, mental, and emotional health, and it's also very helpful to maintain weight loss. But what really matters is what you put in your mouth and your thoughts and beliefs about food. The best way to combat rising hunger and the slowing of metabolism when we try to eat less is by replacing the processed carbohydrates like breads and pastas with healthy fats. Fats do not raise insulin as much. 
One way to do that is by eating a diet based on Mediterranean diet. It's a diet rich in vegetables, protein, healthy fats, grains, and fruit with natural fiber that keeps you feeling full longer because it takes longer for foods high in fiber to pass through your body. Counting calories does not necessarily help you lose weight either. It works for some people, but not for most of us. Calories in and calories out is not a very accurate way to lose weight. What matters more is the quality of the calories that you eat. By reducing sugar and flour, you will also reduce cravings or desire for treats and reset your taste buds, insulin, and dopamine receptors. Once your desire for these things is decreased, you can introduce the sweets, pasta, and bread back into your diet in moderation. Only you will know how much of this type of food your body can handle before cravings or desire gets high again. You can do this by practicing mindful eating, which may include keeping a diary of your food intake or planning food in advance, which is what I recommend and what I do. There's also research that shows that people who individualize their eating plans to their tastes and lifestyle and make more permanent changes are the most successful at weight loss and at keeping their weight off. So don't be in a hurry to lose weight. Make small changes, try them out, see if they work for you. Keep figuring out what works and what doesn't work and tweaking as you go along each week and find out what works for your body to lose weight. Intermittent fasting has also been found helpful in losing weight. Eating less often reduces insulin and insulin resistance, which helps reduce body fat. There are many different ways to do it, but the easiest is to eat two to three meals a day in six to eight hour windows. You can do this daily, once a week, or however often you wish. Many people are also successful with a 24-hour fast once a week. It's not dangerous and it's actually pretty healthy for your body. I used to do this when I was losing weight when I would hit a weight loss plateau. It helped me break that plateau a few days after I did a 24-hour fast. I did it about once a week. With intermittent fasting, you're not eating less calories. You are spreading those calories out over two or three meals instead of doing all the snacking. I personally do intermittent fasting and I love it. It's a great way to lose weight and maintain my weight. It's great when you're very busy at work, you don't have to worry about eating and you can just keep going. It's best to drink a lot of water when you do that so you can flush your body out. One other thing that's very helpful with intermittent fasting is if you decrease your sugar and flour intake for a few weeks before you start, because then you're not having big cravings all the time. The hunger comes in waves and it's very manageable. You just drink some water and it goes away. Otherwise, you're getting a little hangry and it feels like an emergency. I have found that eating sugar and flour only once a week or twice a week, and the majority of time eating fresh vegetables, protein, healthy fats, fruits, nuts, grains, legumes, and dairy keeps me energized, feeling full, and spending time pursuing other goals and interests besides eating. I do not feel deprived and have very few cravings. If you want help finding an eating plan that helps you lose weight and work for your lifestyle, you can go to weightlosswithwendy.coach and sign up for a free 30-minute discovery session. So in summary, low-fat diets don't work very well, and eating small, frequent meals doesn't work very well for most menopausal women. 
especially women that have more insulin resistance? The answer is adopting a more Mediterranean-type diet with healthy fats, reducing sugar, flour, and processed foods, and incorporating intermittent fasting, if you like. Here's my favorite question from James Cleary. He's the author of Atomic Habits. He asks, what am I reinforcing each day? And that's a great question to ask yourself on a daily basis. Are you reinforcing your bad habits or are you reinforcing your new healthy eating habits? You get to decide which one you want to do. I also want to remind you that in October, I'm celebrating my three-year anniversary of the start of my weight loss transformation. So I'm offering $100 off my six-month online coaching program where we meet weekly and I help you figure out what foods work for your body to help you lose weight, have more energy, and the tools to keep it off for good. Next week's topic is the secret sauce of weight loss. I hope you guys have a great week. You can get in touch with me. The information is in the show notes. And I also invite you to join my Healthy Habits 2.0 Facebook group where we support each other on our healthy living journeys. There's recipes, videos, inspiring quotes and questions to keep you motivated. Don't forget to rate my podcast and write a review. It helps me to get this out there to more people. If there's a topic you struggle with and want me to talk about it, you can email me or message me. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Weight Loss with Wendy podcast. We're so glad you're here. Connect with us online at weightlosswithwendy.coach and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, as Wendy says, we help take the puzzle out of losing weight for good.